When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, TGIF, what is going on Friday, September the 2nd, 2022, and this is not your typical Friday, because folks, we have finally made it, the preseason is over, and kickoff is upon us. Happy game day eve to you all. Very excited to chat here on this Friday. Of course, as always, I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. And we are here taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I see Brandon Wagner, Kane Moore, Travis Allen, Matthew Isaac, John Edward, Brandon, uh, Tony Sharp. Travi, Brendan, C. Youngblood, Todd Smith, also everyone in the Big Cock Club Discord, in the TDC Questions channel, Craig Phillips. What is up, man? How are you? Appreciate you tuning in, guys. Thank you all so much. Tombstone Josh, nice username. What's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. Very excited to chat with you all here on this Friday. And again, it is game day eve. It is game day eve, ladies and gentlemen. We finally made it. Jesse Jacobs just texting in, waiting for surgery, watching the show. My goodness, sir. My goodness, Jesse. Hey, best of luck with your surgery. We're praying for you. I appreciate you tuning in. Hunter Johnson said, Chris, I told you the home would be a sold out two months ago. Hey, I love to be wrong. I love to be wrong, especially in this scenario. Yes, the season opener is a sellout. I I tell you what. Kudos to Gamecock Nation. Kudos, a round of applause to Gamecock Nation. Because I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see a sellout happening. In a world where you have every reason to stay home, to watch the games on TV, to not make the trip, to not spend the money. In a world, in a day and age where you have every reason not to go. Gamecock Nation said, to hell with that. I got to be at Williams-Brice Stadium for the season opener. I got to see the LED lights. I got to see South Carolina football embark on this journey that is the 2022 football season. I got to see Spencer Rattler in person. Jerry, what's wrong? Kudos to Gamecock Nation. Jerry, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, buddy? What's going on? Appreciate you calling in. What you think about the sellout? What do I think about the sellout? Well, I was just going on a rant about it when you called in. But uh, now I'm, I'm very happy with it. Again, man, Gamecock Nation just showing why they're the best, man. I, You know, I, I was just saying in a day and age when, you know, we've got every reason not to go to games, right? There's a thousand reasons why not to go. You know, you can stay home, watch every other football game, have your own setup, you know, have your own food, have your own drink, save the money, if you will, not take the risk of your favorite team not playing their best game, right, or just just not performing to, to the level you'd like to see them perform at. 
And uh, our fan base said to hell with it, man. They, they want to be there. We want to be there to see the new lights and Spencer Rattler. And, you know, I, I think really what it serves as, I talked a lot about this on the podcast that dropped this morning in regards to, like, storylines for this game. And, you know, what it really serves as, I talked about this, is just all this preseason hype and this chatter and this banter and, and all this preseason momentum, it's just coming to a head. You know what I mean? It's coming to a boiling point. It has reached its boiling point. And uh, everybody's just so excited for, for this thing to get kicked off and toe finally meet leather. And, and uh, so it's incredible, man. I mean, again, I give a huge kudos to Gamecock Nation. I didn't think it'd be a sellout. I, I really, really didn't. But I think what you're seeing, again, is that last year, like I've said, all preseason, right, we had tons of off-field reasons to be excited. You know, Shane Beamer, a new era, you know, thank God. It's just, it feels good to be excited about Carolina football again. But now, now you couple that with the actual on-field reasons, right, to be excited. I think that's why you see that. So, I mean, listen, man, I, I, I love it. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere tomorrow night. It feels so good to say tomorrow night, by the way. Um, going to be an incredible atmosphere. I mean, the tailgate's going to be jumping. Willie B's going to be jumping. And uh, obviously, we got our fingers crossed and hopeful. And we're optimistic this football team is going to put on a damn show for us all. So. What do you think about the games last night? Any of them you watched? Last yeah, night? yeah, I had the uh, I had the backyard brawl on. That was a hell of a game. Um, the backyard brawl was a hell of a game. That that was yeah, awesome to watch. Caught a little bit of Tennessee. I, I watched that one until it was about thirty-one and nothing, and I just cut it off because I you know I saw that coming. That was going to be a blowout. I had I had Tennessee covering thirty-two and a half or thirty-one and a half, something like that. I I knew that was going to be a blowout. Caught a little bit of Mizzou until that one got out of hand. But uh, spent most of the time watching the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pitt. And then also I caught the end of Penn State and Purdue. That was a really good football game as well. So, um, yeah, it was great to watch football, man. Football back on the TV. Uh, of course, tonight football is going to be on as well. And I I'm really excited, though, this afternoon to be in Columbia. We're going to stop by. I got a full slate this afternoon. I'm going to stop by the, uh, the Gamecock Bourbon and Cox by 90 event. Shout out to those guys. Um, also going to stop by and see the Carolina Band, Mighty Sound of the Southeast. And then uh, 7 o'clock, man, we're going to go to uh, the men's soccer game at Stone Stadium. They're playing Clemson tonight. Clemson sucks. So, going to go support Tony Annan and the boys. And then after that, man, I'll just have a uh, – we'll have a chill night. Might smoke a cigar just in honor of the preseason officially being over. Or I might save it for tomorrow. I'm probably going to smoke it tonight because tomorrow is just going to be pure madness. Uh, and then, yeah, just get ready for tomorrow, man. Going to be a big day. Going to be out at the tailgate at, by noon. And we'll, we'll rock from there. So, What game are you waiting to watch tomorrow besides the Gamecock game? Yeah, definitely Arkansas. I I'm definitely most intrigued to see uh, Arkansas-Cincinnati. Really excited for that one. I mean, obviously, because we play them next week. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think it's an intriguing game. Look at Vegas. Look at Vegas. It's only a seven-and-a-half-point spread. So, I, I know there's some – I've talked to Michael Bratton off air. I know that he is very high on Arkansas winning that game by three touchdowns. But – um, I, I don't know. Could be a close game, and we'll kind of figure out if Arkansas, you know, what they look like. Are they the real deal? Are they a little bit overhyped, overvalued coming in the season? So, um, I'm pumped to see it, man. I'm pumped. Just all the football, too, though. All the football. It's going to be, you know, Georgia, Oregon. Uh, but definitely excited for that Arkansas game, no doubt. Do you think Oregon has a chance against Georgia? I do not, no. I got Georgia covering 17 and a half. I, I, I don't think, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I You know, I – We'd, we'd all love to see it, right? We'd all, you know, Georgia loses a lot, but 
Nah, Bo, I think you'd be a no, no, no disrespect to anybody. I, I think you'd be somewhat of a fool to bet on Bo Nix to beat Georgia. I, I just, you know. What do you got Georgia doing like this season? Are they going undefeated for you? I, I got them going undefeated. Yeah, losing to Alabama in the SEC championship. I mean, listen, Georgia probably loses a game, but I think at worst they're eleven and one. I, I just, but I, I and I don't know when I gave my predictions over the summer. I, I don't know who beats Georgia because if it's not. Here's the thing. Their toughest game is Tennessee, but it's at home, right? Outside of that, they've got at Kentucky, who I'm not as nearly as bullish on Kentucky as others. And then they've got us on the road. If they don't lose either of those or any of those three that I mentioned, I just don't know who's going to beat them. I, I just really don't know who's going to beat Georgia. I, I understand they lost a lot on defense, but, I mean, they're just reloading with five stars across the board, man. So, I, I mean, listen, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see Oregon go wax that ass. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and I'd love to see Georgia lose a game. I'd love to see Georgia go, you know, 0-12, God forbid. But, you know, they, they have done a great job in recruiting, and and Kirby's got that thing rolling, coming off a national title. Um, so, I, I think Georgia's going to have another really good year. I, I just don't think there's anybody in the East that's on their level. You think our recruit? <clears throat> Our recruiting class for 2023 is going to be better in Clemson. Our class for 2023, which is like the class right now, obviously, do I think it'll be higher in this? Do, are you, I'm assuming you're asking, do I think we'll finish higher than Clemson in the recruiting rankings? Um, no, I do, not, I do not. No, I think Clemson's probably going to finish top five in recruiting again. At worst, top ten. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to that level, no. I, I saw like, something on Facebook. Go I was going to talk to you about. Uh, out of any team in the ACC, who do you <clears> think <throat> would join? They had the chance. That would join the SEC. The ACC to join the SEC. Which team do you think has the best chance? I, I mean, I think Clemson will be in the SEC before too long. I think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to blow out anybody like they did in the ACC, though. I mean, no, I, I no, I, mean, I I don't think they're just going to run rough shot through the. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to run rough shot through the through the through the SEC if they join, but I, I do think it'll probably happen. Uh, all right, I got a question for you. Uh, week two, do you think we have a better chance of week of winning week two, or or the game that we play Tennessee? Do we have a better chance of winning at Arkansas or Tennessee at home? I would say Tennessee at home. Number one, it's at home. Number two. Uh, it is much, much later in the season because, again, I would say this and keep this in mind. This football team is going to get better from week one to week 13, right? So they're going to get better from week one to week 13. I, I, I think you'll see a much better version of this football team. That's not to say we're, we're going to be bad tomorrow, right? But, I mean, you would hope, right, we're going to improve from week one to week 13. I mean, it just, it just you know, you, you would hope that's the case. 
So I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think week 12 against Tennessee, we have a better chance. Jerry, I appreciate you calling in, my guy. Phone lines are ringing off the hook, and I want to try to get as many people as I possibly can in here. So I appreciate you taking the time to call, my friend. Again, not trying to rush anybody off the phone today, but we are just getting call after call after call. And we've got my good friend Jake Crane joining the show here shortly. Again, I, you know, yeah, I, I see however you say X7 whatever stars gaming. I, I don't necessarily want to put a timer on people, Call but we just got a lot. Barry Smith. We got a lot of calls. So, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Barry. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, my fucking battle. We got the. That's how you know football season's back. We got the troll calls back. The 404 Atlanta number. I could just blast this dude's phone number to everybody. No, it's fine. We love it. We love it. The 404 number. Shout out Atlanta, Georgia. Um, anyways, guys, questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Yeah, again, I, I don't want to rush people off the phone, obviously. We got tons calling in, though. Um, yeah, got to do what you got to do. Here we go. Kane Moore. Kane, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Chris? I'm doing well, man. What's up? Doing pretty good, man. I uh, just wanted to call in. This that's my first time calling in. Love it. Um, Welcome. Want to talk a little bit of game talks, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I actually had a question about the offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, I mean, I'm sure everybody's thing is, you know, everybody's kind of cautious on the offensive line, you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, last year they didn't do too, too good, so they're not really expecting them to do great this year. But, you know, I'm optimistic. I really think they'll get it together and, you know, cover up front a little bit more in the trenches. What do you think? Uh, do you think they'll uh, I think they'll do in the trenches uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, listen, we're going to find out really quickly, <laughs> right, if, if we're better or how much better we are. Um, you know, I've talked about this before. The good news, my friend, is this. We can't be any worse than we were a year ago. That's the first thing. Um, I, I mean, listen, 129 career starts are back. Entire two deep. Seven guys who have started six or more games. A lot of guys that have played good football individually. For whatever reason last year, whether it be changing hands at quarterback on a consistent basis, Greg Atkins' absence, first year in a new scheme. I think that is something we don't talk about quite enough is that, you know, this is an offense and specifically an offensive line. I mean, this is the first time in, I believe, three years they've had the same OC back-to-back seasons. And that matters, right, for verbiage, for comfortability, um, not, not trying to give them an excuse last season, but it, but it does it does play a part. Um, I will not blame anyone for going into this season cautious about the O-line, right? I, I will not blame anyone for feeling weary about the O-line. I think they will be better. It's just how much better will they be? And again, we'll start to get a good idea tomorrow night. And that is the number one thing I want to see from this football game tomorrow. Whether you win by 14, 17, 20, you win by 30. I don't care if you win by 50, right? The number one thing I want to see is line of scrimmage. South Carolina get a real push and control the game up front. Because I understand Sean Elliott's going to have his football team ready to play. They're going to be physical at the point of attack. I'm sure he's preaching that to them. Like, hey, we can go into Willie B. We can we can whip them up front. He's showing them tape from last year of what we did. I, I, I want to see this football oh, yeah, team. This, sure. should be, this should be a team you should be able to push around. Um, and again, I, I don't blame anybody for feeling a little bit 
I don't even know if cautiously optimistic is the right word, but I, I don't blame anyone. Just just wait and see. You know what I mean? Because the offensive line is the, is the question mark on this offense. There, there's no doubt. And uh, our season will kind of go as far as they go. Now, again, I've predicted eight and four. So, obviously, I think the O-line is going to be better. Um, but, again, just how much better will they be? I think they'll play a solid football game. I think they'll play a solid football game tomorrow night. And, and I say this. I preach this. Don't draw conclusions from the season opener. But, I mean, dude, we saw it from the jump last year that the O-line was not going to be very good. Because EIU, I came out of that football game and said, yeah, we ran for 260, but it just it felt – a lot tougher than it should have been against that quality of opponent. And then you saw that carry over into East Carolina and throughout the rest of the year. So I, I just think it's massively important, man, for this O-line to play a, a, a good – I'm not saying they got to be great. We ain't got to run for 300 tomorrow night. But play a solid yeah. football game. Don't get pushed around. Play your assignments. Um, I, you know, you do that. I will leave that feeling good. Because, hey, if you can't push Georgia State around – you're going. It's not going to give anybody any any warm and fuzzy feelings thinking about going to Arkansas and playing Georgia. So, um, well, yeah, and that's yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, with Spencer Rattler back there and everything. I mean, you got to give the man time because you know, in Georgia State, I mean, it's it's a good. Obviously, they're not a cakewalk, you know, but it's a, it's a really good start before you go into Arkansas, going to Fayetteville like that. And you know, if they can they can cover up front pretty good for Spencer. You know, it gives me a little more positivity yeah. going into Arkansas. And I'll say this too. I know a lot of people – I mean, not everybody, obviously. Marshawn is the man. I love Marshawn since day one. Marshawn Boyd is my man. My thing is, and I'm obviously coming off his injury and everything last year, he struggled a little bit. But I would love to to see that offensive line just get a good push up front consistently through the year. I mean, obviously, I know not every place is perfect. Yeah. But if they can get a good, consistent push up front and nothing nothing against Juju or anything, like, I just, I'm a huge on Marshawn. Yeah. But um, I would just love to see him finally just break out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we watch the highlights, like, a lot of people seen him, like, literally leap over a dude. I mean, he's so quick and fast, and he can just fit through holes. Sort of like Juju, too, you know. But, dude, Marshawn, I'm telling you, I would just love to see him finally be able to yeah. get a chance, find a hole, and break out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that'll probably be my last comment on that. You know, yeah. I know you're calling out going crazy. But I actually got a background question for you. I know you said you could ask about the background, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I've been, yeah. Ask about whatever you like. I, yeah. It's wide open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I know you've been playing around with the background and everything. I just had a question about your uh, service. I, I don't know if you were in the service or maybe you had a family member that was in the service. Something like, I think your top left, like your left shoulder. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, so I, I was not, my brother is in the army, but that's actually, those are gifts from uh, people that have been, uh, or that are fans of the show. Um, I'd have to go up there and exactly look, but that, that American flag was actually flown in the back of an Apache helicopter. And that, that certificate is the certificate for that flag. And uh, that I'll never forget the guy. Wow. that gave, the, Yeah. The guy that gave me that, it was, uh, I mean, that's still probably the coolest, you know, it, it's, it's probably the coolest gift I've ever gotten because the context behind it as well. So the guy, uh, he met up with me and this was a while ago. I mean, 2019 after the Charleston Southern games, I mean, I obviously TSUS was, a much smaller scale at that point but uh he met up with me gave me that and just said he wanted to do something because they they were uh you know he was in afghanistan and uh he said that when we, they were over there you know they don't you know it's tough to find gamecock stuff i mean you're so you know obviously you're in afghanistan so he said they would tune into the podcast and, and so i mean that that uh yeah i mean just incredible dude so it was uh, that, man i actually yes i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off but no, the good. reason why i asked is because i I served in the uh, third ID, and I've seen the uh, third ID logo. I served from 
2019 to 2022. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like, did I pass my man at some point? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I had to ask, so no, that's really cool. And, no, yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. really awesome, man. And uh, thank you for, for your brother's service. And thank you for, you know, I mean, it's military families in general, but, you know. But anyway, man, I won't keep the phone lines crazy. Uh, I'll let some people get a call in, man. Go, Cox. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad he pointed that out because it's uh, – I, I will tell you, man, it's probably the coolest, like I said, coolest gift I've ever received. And I appreciate my guy. I, I still talk to him pretty pretty, pretty consistently in regards to the Gamecocks. And then, uh, yeah, I've got some other stuff up there from, like, uh, like, like, like little, little coins, like from the Marines or whatever, something like that. I, I don't want to misspeak. Obviously, I have to go in there and exactly what it is. But just really, really cool stuff. But they are all gifts. Obviously, I, I, I did not serve or anything like that, but I appreciate all those that do. And, obviously, my brother's in the Army, so now we are a – a service family of sorts, if you will. But uh, yeah, just really, really cool stuff, man. Like I said, that's that's probably still the coolest, just because of the context. That's probably the coolest gift I've ever received, that American flag and that that certificate and everything. But uh, anyways, back to the point of the O-line, man. Again, you know, I, I saw Cocky Twan said, you know, we're going to find out week two. And I don't disagree with you. I mean, listen, these first three weeks, they'll just tell us everything we need to know. I, I'm not saying you can't improve from that, right? You, you will, but... You're going to know. We're, we're going to know real quick. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere for this offensive line to hide. If it's going to be a deficiency again and it's going to be a problem for us, we're going to find out. If we're improved, we're going to find out. Uh, guys, by the way, side note, of course, Jake Crane normally joins us at 1215. Uh, he is busy right now. He will be joining us a little bit later later with just audio. So I wanted to give you guys an idea. He'll join us with just audio. Um had some stuff going on, so that that was uh, – he will actually probably just call in. Um, so, yeah, he'll probably just call into the show. But uh, either way, Jake Crane at some point, he will join us. Either way, hey, that opens it up, though, for more questions today. I mean, that's the thing. I love having the guests, the guests on, but I also love just taking questions. I mean, that's what we're kind of here for, to all talk, take questions, have us a good time, all that good stuff. Again, guys, 8437903377. Yeah, when people are calling in trolling, you know it's game week, folks. You know that it's game week. Um, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. The phone lines here. Call from Chase Ford. Hey, Chase, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, trying to finish my honeydew list before tomorrow. I'm on a I'm on a ladder right now, pressure washing, but I'm taking a break, so I'll go holler at you real quick. Uh, Beautiful. I just wanted to say, uh, give my prediction for what I think tomorrow real quick. Right. And uh, also, uh, thank you for uh, uh, guiding us through the summer months and baseball and everything, but it's finally here, so I appreciate you, man. I know you, you, don't, you don't like a lot of praise and everything like that, but you know, all the content you provide, not just on here, but the podcast and Big Cock Club, we appreciate you uh, manning the ship for us and getting us to this point. And then tomorrow, I want to I predict a 38 to 10 win. Uh, hopefully, we, it's more than that, but I will be happy with at least a 17-point win overall. But I'm, I'm seeing in my head 38-10. Uh, and, uh, yeah, me and my old man will be – be, the, be at the game tomorrow, so we might try to come by and holler at you. Uh, say what's up. My dad uh, is low-key a big fan. He's been asking about getting a shirt. I was like, Dad, just buy one. Or I said, I'll buy it for you if you just give me the money. 
So I think that's going to happen. He'll be wearing a chain train or something like that shirt. He likes mine. So I just wanted to call you real quick while I was taking a break. I'm going to get back to it and listen to you, man. Uh, appreciate you. Chase, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the kind words, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. And uh, yeah, on that note, man, again, I appreciate Chase Floyd, all my uh, all my folks in the Big Cock Club, by the way. Shout out to you guys, the love and the support. Um, <clears throat> and I posted a video clip just a little bit earlier, right before we came on, but I, I do want to express it again. And, you know, it's crazy this morning. I'll just be completely transparent with you guys. You know, I had to, <laughs> I had to sort of stop and like take a breath because I'm just like thousand miles an hour. Like this is, you know, let's, 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 let's pack, let's get this content. Let's get this prediction out. Let's get this, let's do this, 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 you know, and things are moving a thousand miles an hour. And I mean, I love that. Right. Obviously, but had to take a moment to just, just breathe. Right. And, and just be present moment, slow it down. Like everything will happen as it's supposed to. Let's be present moment. But uh, yeah, I wanted to slow down and take a moment to say thank you all again, sincerely, man. And just express gratitude because uh, I, I do not take it for granted. Right. You know, the, the off season is long, right? hundred plus days we spend talking about South Carolina football this season, um, especially man in the summer months. You know, I, I know a lot of you were tuned in that, you just started tuning in the Daily Crow. And I and I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. Really, I do. Everybody that's new to T that that is so exciting. Like when when I meet people that have never heard of TSUS, when they didn't even know we had merch, when they're like, oh, there's a difference between the Daily Crow and there's a pod. Like, what's what are you talking about? There's a podcast. Like, what do you mean? That is so exciting because it just reinforces what I already know in the sense of that, like. Bro, we can still grow. We're still just getting started. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. But again, it just it just reaffirms that. And uh, but again, I, I know that over the summer months, there's a lot of you that tune in on a daily basis, right? When there's hardly anything going on, and, and I'm just pumping out content, talking, excuse me, uh, opponent previews, you know, position unit previews. We're locking in predictions. We're doing the whole. SEC media days thing and what have you. And, and uh, you know, I, again, I just want to say thank you guys so, so much. Thank you all so much. Um, you know, you, you make the preseason uh, bearable for me. You know what I mean? It is a long preseason for us all, especially when you have the type of hype, right? The type of hype that we have. How about Melon? Look at this. So we use Melon to stream. How about Melon themselves commenting? How about Melon themselves? That is a first. Shout out to you guys, Melon. Thank y'all, man. Obviously, we use Melon to stream everything. That is incredible. I, I just never would have thought that. How about that? The, the streaming platform themselves showing love. That is incredible. Thank y'all so much, man. Thank y'all so much. Um, Lynn Turner just found you this year. Thanks for keeping me entertained during my work day. Loving it. Lynn Turner, thank you. Thank you. Sincerely. I mean, again, guys, like I said, again, it, it's uh, it's a long preseason, right? That countdown's long, starting at 100 days, and we just count them down one by one by one. And we don't, listen, we don't take a whole lot of time. Uh, we don't take a whole lot of time off. We, we really don't. What did I take, a week or two maybe? week or two off? Outside of that, we're rocking and rolling. And you guys just tune in every single day. You tune in to every single podcast. You buy the merch all summer long. Support the business all summer long. And again, I've told you guys before, like the way that I look at game day, tomorrow is the reward for us all. You know, it's the reward for us all. It it is the reward. It's the celebration. We will all come together. We will all, um, you know, have fantastic fellowship and and we will all celebrate that the season is finally here. And, uh, 
you know, it, it's it, it's special. It, it's just really cool, man. So, I, again, I just want to say thank you. I'm trying to be as present moment as possible because there's so many things going on. But as we sit here right now, in this moment, what are we, 31 hours from kickoff? Um, again, I, I just want to express my gratitude and say thank you all so much um, for the love and support over the preseason because the preseason content, like I said, it is special. It, it is, it is uh, it, it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. But obviously, I'm, I'm extremely grateful and happy that we finally now have kickoff and we have a game to enjoy tomorrow night. Going to be a blast. I, I can't wait for all of it, man. The tailgate, the food, the fellowship, the, 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 the feeling of walking to the stadium, the feeling of meeting you all, shaking your hands. Hey, the feeling of seeing people in the merchandise, man. I mean, again, I say this over and over, and I'll say it every single year, and that's the blessing that, you know, this is going to be our biggest and best football season yet, right? I tell you, guys, I, I, I go into tomorrow – with more confidence than I've ever had on, on the business side. I, I go into tomorrow with more confidence than I've ever had on the content, everything. When I say the business side, like everything, everything we're doing, we are operating at peak optimal capacity in, in regards to the business, the content, the, the daily crow, everything, everything. We are operating at peak optimal capacity. And, and again, it's all because you guys, your love and support. And, and again, I, I just, Tomorrow is going to be incredible. I mean, it's going to be absolutely incredible, absolutely magical. I can't wait to get down to Columbia today, uh, hang out with the boys, Cox by 90, Gamecock Bourbon, everybody who's going to be at that event, go out and see the band, go out and see the soccer team, the Gamecock fans. I know that I'll inevitably run into fans of TSUS that we'll inevitably run into. And uh, it, it's just going to be a magical weekend. And, and this season is going to be a magical time. And it, it's a great time to be a Gamecock. And, you know, all that positive momentum and positive energy we feel around Gamecocks football Man, that just that, that 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 just spreads right into TSUS and spreads into me and what we're doing, the Daily Crow, everything, the merch. Um, so again, just really, really cool, really, really cool times, man. Really cool times. Um, okay, let's see. My guy Jake Crane texted me, and let's see, he is on Central Time. So. We are going to get him on here, I think, around 1240 or 12.45. Yeah, we're going to take a break at 12.40. We're going to have him call in at 12.45. So just let you guys know, that will be the plan. Um, again, our guy, Jake Crane, on the move today. So he will be calling in 12.45. So again, get your questions in, 843-790-3377. Erting Irie says, is Rattler going to throw for 300-plus? I'll take the under on 300. Um, I, I think we're going to run the football. And if he's throwing for that many, I think we're winning by a fairly wide margin. And I, I think you're seeing Luke Doty get in there. I, I think it was James Kendall that said, I, if, if I'm wrong, I apologize for giving the wrong person credit, but I think James is the one that said, if Luke Doty plays the fourth quarter, that's a successful game. Like that's that's a success, right? And, and I and I'd agree because it means we're up by a wide enough margin where you're getting some backups in the game. That would be awesome. Hunter Johnson, slight chance of rain late in the afternoon. They'll kick. Yeah, I've seen we should be fine. I, I think we'll be fine, guys. The, the weather person, the weather people, are never right. They're never right. No offense to my guy Mitch, but they're never right. Like right. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's scattered. We'll be fine. Um. 
Again, man, I see all the comments. Thank you all so much for the love, dude. Um, Tombstone Josh, can you talk about how the potential upgraded quarterback could make the O-line look better? Yeah, I, I just think having the, the same guy back there, right, week after week after week, I think could immensely help the offensive line. Uh, we've talked to Steven Garcia about this in regards to, you know, uh, you know, blocking for certain guys. And it's just all about camaraderie, right, and, and building that relationship. And, and uh, you know, so I think certainly it's not everything, but I think having a steady hand at quarterback, hearing the same voice, I mean, it doesn't just help the O-line, but it helps the entire offense. You know what I mean? Um, I am just Tombstone Josh and everybody else. By the way, Bess Lane Fuller, new listener. Thank you, Bess Lane Fuller, for tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, I, I, I'm just so happy that we just, you know, we have all these questions, right? We're finally going to get some answers tomorrow, like, right? Like, talking season's over, right? Preview season, that, that's over. That's over. We get to finally react. We get to react, right? So I, I, I'm just so happy that finally, finally. Uh, Josh Reichley says, thanks for the promo code. Yes, hey, if you need tickets still, I guess it's a sellout, but if you if you, uh, if you you need tickets, you want to buy them on a third-party market, whatever, SeatGeek, use our promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase. So, guys, it's a great deal. I mean, it's a great deal. If you need tickets, why not save 20 bucks, right? It's a great deal. $20 off your first purchase. Use that promo code SPURSUP, S-P-U-R-S-U-P to get that $20 off. Appreciate you, Josh, for using the promo code. Caden Gibson, any idea how long Rucker will be out? Um, I would not be surprised if it's something that lingers a few more weeks. Um, you know, we, we heard about that he might miss five or six weeks and could, could get surgery and miss the season. And he, he refuted that claim on social media, but I, I think that claim is pretty close to accurate. Um, hopefully he's back for Arkansas, but, you know, Beamer has not made it sound like he's going to be someone that is ready in the near future. I, again, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be, we need him. We need everybody. We need all hands on deck going to Arkansas and playing Georgia. Luke RJ says if the Gamecocks get over 350 on offense, Hardy's is giving away a free biscuit on Sunday. Did you see anything about that? Luke RJ, I, amidst all the madness and everything I got going on, Luke RJ, I did not see that Hardee's is giving away a biscuit if we get 350 yards or more on offense. But, hey, hell yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're all picking up biscuits from Hardee's tomorrow. Um, Cody Gaskins, I'll be heading to Cola later today. Got an Airbnb until Sunday. Cody, hope to see you at the tailgate, my friend. Hope to see you at the tailgate tomorrow. And I hope to see you all there. Sea Wells, Sea Wells, Spots, 96 to 98. Let me get it right so my, my guys, friends, don't, don't get all in a, in a tizzy here. 96 to 98. I will be in spot 78, which is right behind them, bordering them. I think somebody asked earlier, yes, I will have koozies and towels on sale. We will not have T-shirts. We will not have hats. We will not have hoodies. Everything you see here, guys, T-S-U-S dot store. I do not carry inventory at this point. And I'll be honest, guys, I'll, I'll tell you straight up why I don't. It's more of a pain in the ass than it's worth. It's more of a pain in the ass than anything. So the towels, the koozies I have, hoping to sell a bunch of towels and koozies, $5 per. Hey, we have them, do we run out? I think I'm going to have like 700 towels. I'm going to have 200 koozies. When they're gone, they're gone. I'm hoping to sell out everything. I really am. Hoping to sell out of it all. So, um Hope to see y'all there. Going to be a really good time. Guys, we'd love to hear your prediction, your thoughts. Of course, podcast dropped this morning. The first game preview podcast of the 2022 season. Again, just one of those signs that you know that kickoff is here. 
right? In case you missed it, I also dropped my prediction. I've got 34-14. to 14. South kind of winning the football game. And, of course, I, I dropped the graphic and the prediction. And I'll expand on it. I, I just – I do think it's a close competitive football game early. I, I really do. Um, I, I think Sean Elliott's going to have his football team ready to play. I, I think they're going to come out early. They're going to be physical. They're going to punch South Carolina in the mouth, no doubt. Um, with that being said, I could see it being a close halftime score. My question is this. If I'm looking at this game from the Georgia State perspective, right, what is their goal? I think offensively, their goal is run the football, keep the football out of Spencer Rattler's hands. Their best defense is going to be their offense, right? Because if the Gamecocks are able to get Georgia State off the field, right, I I just don't know how they're going to keep up with our athletes defensively over the course of four quarters, right? Because it ain't like last year we have just one guy. And even going into last year, the season opener, you didn't have a proven guy. Josh Van wasn't even proven yet. Now you've got Van, Bell, Wells, Stog, Xavier Leggett, Dak Joyner, Amarian Brown, Jalen Brooks. You've got your stable of running backs. You, you, you've got Trey King. You, you've got weapons, right? You got weapons. How does Georgia State keep up with them all. Now, you need the O-line to play well, right? Rattler and those weapons can't flourish if they don't have time to do so. But as long as the offensive line holds their own, I I, I just, I don't know how Georgia State's going to keep up with you. I I really don't. I, I really don't know how they're going to keep up with you, right? Now, where this game could get out of hand, because I think a lot of you look and say 34 to 14, that's not enough. You know, we're, that's not winning by enough. <laughs> like, what's so funny about these season openers, right, is that people forget the other team's trying to win too, right? So Georgia State's not just going to come in and say, oh, well, you know, Gamecock fans really want to win bad, so we'll just, we'll just lay down and let them beat us 50 to nothing. No, I mean, they're, they're going to give us a fight. Georgia State's going to give us a fight. Georgia State is going to come in expecting to win the football game right? They're going to come and expect to win the football game. What's funny about season openers is like, I, I don't even know what margin of victory it would take to satisfy the hunger of this fan base. Again, I would tell you all, it is week one, right? And Georgia State is not, even, even Shane Beamer said it, this ain't Eastern Illinois, right? This ain't EIU, okay? So again, I expect uncomfortable moments early. I could see a 14 to 7, 17 to 7 type of game at halftime, right? But I do think over the course of the game, um, you know, I think defensively, obviously for us, it's very simple, right? Trenches. We've been talking about trenches in recruiting. Win in the trenches. Run the ball, stop the run. Especially that stop the run part will be massive in this game. This is a team that ran for 227 yards per game a season ago, right? You need your big boys up front, pickings, right? You need Huntley, Webb, Tonka, Barrett Sanders, those guys in the middle to plug up the middle. Because if you get Georgia State in the third and longs, I think that's where the game can sort of get out of hand. I think that's where you can really take advantage defensively, you know, force some turnovers, create some big plays, set your offense up in prime position. And that's where you can start to see this game really get away from Georgia State and South Carolina easily cover that 12-and-a-half point spread. So run the football, stop the run. You do that on a consistent basis tomorrow night, 
It's going to be a very fun night at Willie B. Uh, guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, Jake Crane of Crane and Company. He will call in the show. Going to be a great time, guys. 843-790-3377. We'll talk to Jake Crane on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we are back taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3310. Of course, I accidentally left the closet door open. What's in the closet? Had to get the koozies out of there. We are packaging up for uh, tomorrow's tailgate. Could just slide over there. We'll just keep it open for now, whatever it is, what it is. Um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and get my guy Jake Crane to call in here. We're going to get him on the line. I'm really excited to chat with Jake. Obviously, kick off just right around the corner here. Um, he should be calling in literally in the next couple seconds. James Kendall says he wants a photo with Sean Elliott. Uh, go to – I don't know. Try to catch him outside the stadium. I'm sure he'd take one. Dude, Sean Elliott's a cool dude. Sean Elliott's a very, very cool dude for sure. Um, let's see. Just waiting on Jake Crane to call. Here we go. Here we go. Call from the chosen one. To accept the chosen one, aka Jake Crane. Jake, what's up, man? Appreciate you calling in this time, my guy. But uh, always a pleasure to chat with you. What's up? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, that uh, that thing was interesting. I'm glad I didn't say what else I had in store for uh, the Google Voice thing. That could have got weird real quick. <laughs> oh, hey, it is. Uh, I, I I doubt there's much you could say that I have not heard on these here airways because I've heard some pretty ridiculous shit, my guy. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I was going to say, anyways, man, how you been? Obviously enjoying uh, – we had week zero uh, last weekend. Saw Vanderbilt take Hawaii to the woodshed, which I don't remember the last time I saw Vanderbilt win a game by, shit, multiple touchdowns. Um, last night we had some great football, man, the backyard brawl, and I got to catch a little bit of the end of Penn State and – Purdue and Tennessee obviously took care of business and Mizzou took care of business. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I know you, man. And obviously you had a, you had a great bit last week, by the way, on college football and what it means to you. So I know you, I'm sure you've been enjoying all the football to this point. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it started off with Austin P and, and Western Kentucky. <laughs> uh, kick off college That's how I know you're yeah, a degenerate, you know, my guy. Cause you, cause you, Hey, you oh, had that game sure. on the, the calendar. Worst the worst. <laughs> For sure. Well, you know, the last time Vandy scored 63 points, Max Brown was playing running back there, which oh, was, you know, I, I think like 1874, um, somewhere somewhere around that timeline. But no, it's been great, man. Obviously, last night's game, uh, Pitt, uh, you know, getting that pick six late. I know there were some controversial calls last night, uh, but, you know, that's college football. Uh, a couple targetings. I just, uh, again, I just don't understand that the one on the Penn State kid, uh, the Abdul kid, was, was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I really thought Purdue was going to win that game, and they should have. Yeah. Uh, defensively, they just kind of played very, very, uh, you know, very laid back on that last drive. They didn't take a lot of chances. It was almost like, all right, we're willing to give up a field goal. Let's just get into overtime. Uh, and Sean Clifford, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. He gets banged up, out of the game, mm. comes back in and, and does his thing uh, for Penn State to win. The Parker Washington kid's really nice. But I tell you what, Charlie Jones, the uh, Iowa transfer, the white receiver out there, just defeating the stereotype, uh, <laughs> making all types of plays. 
Um, got a, got a lot of dog in him. Got, got a lot of dog in him. Yeah, yeah got a lot of dog <laughs> in him. A lot of, you know, what, what you get out of Brian Ferentz's offense, which makes Eddie Graham look like Willy Wonka, it's amazing what you can do. Um, you know, looking tonight, you got Illinois, uh, you know, a team I'm excited about watching play their second game. Indiana's very interesting, brand new coordinators. Uh, Penix Jr.'s gone to Washington. But look, man, we got college football. I'm just super excited. Yeah, before we get into the Gamecock side of things, Jake, let's talk SEC schedule first because there's some great games on. You look at Oregon, Georgia. You look at Utah, Florida. I've certainly got my eye. I know a lot of Gamecock fans probably do as well on that Arkansas-Cincinnati game at 3.30 because, of course, we'll be able to watch that because our game's at 7.30. And, of course, with the Gamecocks taking on Arkansas next weekend in Fayetteville, I'm really, really curious and intrigued to get my eyes on those guys and, you know, just kind of see how do they come out of the gate. You've also got – Let's see. You've got who does? Oh, okay, Auburn playing Mercer. No big deal there. Um, uh, LSU, oh, Florida I, I don't State. Know. Never say that. Ne- ne- I never say no big deal. I hear you. Who knows? I, I was just going to say though, your your thoughts on the Week One SEC slate? Which games you'll be keeping the closest eye on this weekend? Um, obviously, Arkansas Cincinnati is a huge one. I, I think Arkansas wins by double digits. Uh, Cincinnati having to replace Desmond Ritter and those two NFL corners. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. Do, do you, let me ask you this on that note. Do you feel like Arkansas with the seven-and-a-half-point spread is being disrespected on their home field? That, that's what's really been intriguing to me is, like, why is the spread so close? Well, you know, I, I got it on five. I got it at five-and-a-half. I okay. locked it in on right. Tuesday. Uh, okay. I, can, I couldn't believe it got that low. I think they're still giving Cincinnati and Luke Fickle a little bit of love from last mm-hmm. year. I mean, they do return offensive line, a tight end that can play. Uh, but they don't return nearly the pieces that they had on defense, which was really, you know, outside of Desmond Ritter being the leader of the team, that, that was what they relied on when it really came down to it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I like Arkansas big in that game, I think by 10 or more. You look at Oregon and Georgia, Dan Lanning, I mean, he knows everything that Georgia's going to do. He knows how they're going to adjust. Uh, he understands, you know, what they're looking at to make decisions. I just still feel like Georgia up front, uh, is, is better than Oregon. Bo Nix, he can witch his way to do some things, and he can also burn you by, by uh, trying to improvise. I, I, I'm not touching that spread. Uh, I think Georgia wins, but I'm not touching that spread at all. Uh, I just don't want to do it. You know, you look at Ole Miss and Troy, too. It's going to be interesting to watch Ole Miss, you know, with Jackson Dart and Altmeyer and, and trying to replace some of the weapons that they've lost. And Troy with Coach Summerall over there, and Coach Craddock is the OC. Uh, he's pretty daggum good, man. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's a good slate. You know, Auburn, Mercer, Alabama's going to murder Utah State. I don't think there's a chance. Uh, Missouri handled business last night. So did Tennessee. They were, Tennessee was unbelievably uh, vanilla. But, you know, South Carolina, Georgia State with Sean Elliott. That, that, I think South Carolina wins, obviously. But uh, being, a, being a guy, you know, that, that, that watched Auburn almost lose to Georgia State at home last year, that's when it's just I always feel weird about. Yeah, Jake, I was going to say, you know, we sit now just uh, about less than 31 hours away from kickoff in the Gamecocks 2022 season. On that note, my friend, you, hey, you still have time to revise your five and seven if you want to go on record and, uh, you know, give in to the masses that keep throwing stones at you, my guy. I, you know, I'll give, you, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the stage to do it if you want. I'm just saying. No, I, I think it's five and seven or, or uh, yeah, I think it's five and seven or six and six. Uh, the, the thing that I think people really got upset was the two and six in the SEC. That's, yeah. Hard that's to look at, hard to stomach, by. hard to stomach it looking at it. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule. Uh, I mean, I am, and people say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Look, who knows what's going to happen, but Florida fans, 
you know, were, were one step away from putting me on a boat and sending me to Shutter Island when I said they were going to finish fourth in the East last year, and you saw how that turned out. Yeah, I, I, I look at that game last year, and, uh, you know, I, I just tell people all the time, you know, you, you make these preseason predictions and projections, and when does it ever go chalk? Because if I would have told you at this point last year, hey, South Carolina, not only are they going to beat Florida, they're going to beat them by 20. You'd have been like, what are you, crazy? So, no, I agree with you. Hey, you mentioned yeah. – yeah, Jake, you mentioned Sean Elliott, by the way. I definitely want to get your take on him. Big storyline in this football game tomorrow night. He comes back. Obviously, we're, we are all on this side. Very familiar with Coach Elliott. Served as the offensive line coach here during the best run in Gamecocks football history on Steve Spurrier's staff. Um, was the interim head coach for a little bit in 2015 when Coach Spurrier called it quits. Uh, just talk about Coach Elliott first. Have you had any run-ins with him in regards to, you know, back to your coaching days? Mm -hmm. uh, if so, tell us about that. And if not, just what you know about Sean Elliott and the type of coach that he is. Yeah, I've met him a couple times. Uh, number one, great guy, great motivator. Uh, you're talking about a guy that can get 18 to 22-year-olds uh, to run to run through a wall for him. He's a really good recruiter, does great in the living room. Obviously, he knows ball. He's your typical O-line coach, man. You're going to yell more than anybody, but does it in a way where you, you feel like he, uh, you feel like he loves you. I mean, and that's, that's, you know, part of, part of the deal when you're a coach It's most of it is motivation. Obviously scheme is important. Uh, stuff on the periphery is important, but most of it's motivation. I think that's why Sean Elliott uh, has had the success that he's had and he's going to do it his way. Mm. Now I know you're a big gambling guy, Jake. So let's talk about this game first from the gambling aspect. I think the line still sits Gamecocks are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, which feels low to a lot of South Carolina fans. But again, as an Auburn guy, you're very familiar with this Georgia State team, and I want to get into that more in just a second. But 12-and-a-half is the number. Over under 56-and-a-half is the total. And, Jake, I'm sure you saw every Wednesday I talk gambling, I talk SEC picks. I give my best bet for every South Carolina football game. And this one – I like the under 56 and a half. Where do you fall on the total, the spread? What do you like in this football game, if anything? Yeah, I like the under as well. I think it's a good call. Uh, I, I think the game's going to get a little slowed down. Uh, the biggest thing is who's going to be able to run the ball with the most success. Obviously, I think South Carolina is. I, I, I didn't like the spread on the game. Uh, it's a weird number. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to take it. There's too many other games out there uh, for me to be able to, uh, to take to, to reach on this one. But if I was going to bet, I would definitely take the under at 56 and a half. I'm interested to see uh, how open the offense is for South Carolina, if they're going to try and play it close to the best early with what you got coming up the next week. You obviously just don't want the guys looking forward to Arkansas, and, and I don't think they will. It's tough to overlook the first game of the year when you've done nothing for nine months, um, uh, you know, except you're ready for the game. Mm. Now, again, Auburn took on Georgia State a season ago, Jake, and we all know the history of Georgia State. It's crazy. They are not intimidated by SEC venues, beat Tennessee and Knoxville a season ago. But you are an Auburn guy by default, right? So I'm sure this was a game you paid attention to and you watched. Your, your takeaways, I know it's a different football team, but a lot of returners for Georgia State, eight on the offensive side, seven on the defensive side. So, again, 15 starters in total. What you recall just specifically being an Auburn guy from that game last year, and is there any, like, words of caution you'd give to Gamecock fans and Gamecock Nation going into yeah. tomorrow night? Well, you know, Georgia State rarely beats themselves. Hmm. That, that, that's the thing. Typically in these, these games where you feel like you're, you're overmatched or outmatched against somebody, you try and do something, you know, so extra that you make mistakes. Georgia State doesn't believe that. That's why I think they've been able to have the success that they've had is that they go in thinking if we play a clean game, if we play our style of game, it doesn't matter who we're playing against. 
will win. And that's dangerous with a team that has athletes like Georgia State does. Because Sean Elliott, again, i got to give him credit. The goal is not to make me care about the other team. The goal is to make me care about myself so much that you see it reflect when we play the other team. So I, that, that was my one word of caution I would get South Carolina fans. You know, Georgia State, they may go out there and lay an egg. You never know it's football. But they have shown in big games, especially in SEC games on the road, that they are not going to beat themselves and you are going to have to beat them. And sometimes that can come as a surprise uh, to not only fans at a place like South Carolina or Auburn, but the players too. Now, Jake, you mentioned that. What I think is so interesting about season openers, you know, it's funny, especially with South Carolina, Jake. I don't know if you saw today it was announced. Uh, the game tomorrow night will be a sellout, which I applaud Gamecock Nation because in a day and age where there's just so many reasons not to go to games, right? You can stream every game, the cost of going. Um, you know, there's so many reasons just to stay home and watch, have your own food, have your own drink, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Gamecocks have sold this out. And I think really what it speaks to is just a culmination and reaching a boiling point of all this hype and all these expectations. And, you know, you win your bowl game, you add Spencer Rattler, Shane Beamer's doing his thing on the recruiting trail. The stars are aligned to have a big season. And again, it starts tomorrow night. But things just don't always go according to plan and season openers, even when you win, right? I, I think people just forget, hey, Georgia State on their side is trying to win the football game too. And you're obviously not even going to be remotely near a finished product in week one, you're going to get better over the course of a season, at least you better, right? So when you look at this game, I've asked the question, I'll pose it to you, for South Carolina, and again, I respect the heck out of Georgia State, the priority just needs to be winning the football game. But as you mentioned, if South Carolina is winning this game by seven or a field goal, I think we have other issues and other problems to worry about. What would you say would be a success in regards to margin of victory that would make you think or, or just, I don't know, make folks think that, hey, South Carolina football could be primed for a bigger-than-expected year this year? Or is there even a margin of victory? Because I understand you don't want to draw conclusions in week one, but I do think the theme of this season, Jake, for me at least, is it's not even necessarily how many you win. I mean, that's obviously important, but how you are winning in year two of Shane Beamer because you saw last year in your wins, it was a struggle a lot of the time. In your losses, you yeah. got blown out. So you can go seven and five this year, only win one more game, but that seven and five look a lot more impressive if you take care of teams like Georgia State and the Vandys and the Mizzou's. You win those games by double digits. You compete with the big boys. That seven and five is a lot different. So, anyways, back to my question for you. Margin of victory that would impress you from South Carolina make you think, okay, maybe they could be a little bit better than I expected. Yeah, you know, you, you look at, yeah, obviously two touchdowns or more, you, you feel good about this margin of victory. But, you know, kind of like you were, you were alluding to, it's not just about how bad you beat somebody. I mean, how, how comfortable does Spencer Rattler look? Hey, I talk about Georgia State playing clean. How clean does South Carolina play? Are you turning the ball over? Are guys getting there out on time during special teams? Is there not a lot of penalties? And when, is, when you do have penalties, are they physical penalties? Like holding or maybe a face match as opposed to a legal procedure, a legal formation false start, stuff like that yeah. that you can control. So if I'm looking at this game as a South Carolina fan, I want to see clean football. I want to see the team playing together. If it doesn't go good early or there's some adversity, how do the guys respond? Yeah. And then I think you'll have somewhat of an idea of how the year will go. Spencer Rattler, obviously one of the top storylines in this one. Anything particular, Jake, you're looking for for him? Again, I'm sure Georgia State, South Carolina, it's not going to be – the top game you're watching, but I think definitely Spencer Rattler's performance. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a national storyline. Anything in particular you're looking for in his first game in Garnet and Black? 
Yeah, again, you know, if adversity hits, so the first drive you go three and out, how's he going to respond? I think that's the biggest question that people have about Spencer Rattler, not is he talented, not can he make all the throws. It's when it doesn't go good, is he going to be the same guy when it's, been, when it, uh, as, like when it's going good? That, that's the, the biggest question around him. And then you obviously look in a new scheme, in a new system, how comfortable is he? Uh, and, and playing that position, how crisp are the guys around him? How much better is he making the guys around him? Is he dapping guys up when it goes good, or is he celebrating by himself? Is he, is he going up and, and telling guys, hey, that's me, let's go, let's go get it next drive, if it's not going good early? That's what I need to see from Spencer Rattler. I know he's got the physical part. For sure. Now, changing gears a little bit, Jake, let, let's talk not specifics in recruiting, like individual players, but on the recruiting side. Again, I know you're someone that keeps up with it. The Gamecocks sit right now with a top 15 class. And listen, I expected Shane Beamer to have tons of success in that regard. Hey, he was here when, when Steve Spurrier was here. He helped recruit some of the best players in school history. But even I didn't expect it to happen this quickly, right? Just talk about, you know, your overall impressions of just seeing South Carolina. I mean, again, they, they won a Mayo Bowl last year. It's not like they won nine or ten games. But he has been able, and that entire coaching staff has been able to parlay that positive momentum into putting together a really solid class at this point, especially on the line of scrimmage, right? They're recruiting these top edge guys, offensive yep. linemen. And some even feel they are the favorites to land Nick Harbor, the top player in the country. Just from a national perspective, your overall thoughts on just what South Carolina football is doing on the recruiting trail? You know, I want to say I'm surprised. I, I, I really do. But, but with Shane, I'm not. I mean, Shane has been doing this since he got into the game. And now he's just a head coach, so he's in charge of it. Not just the recruiting coordinator, he's the head man. He's in charge of it, so he's getting the credit. I've watched Shane Beamer go get guys I didn't think he had a chance in hell of getting. It's because he recruits the whole person and the whole family, and he's genuine. I mean, he's, he's not fake. He understands how to use social media as well. He's kind of in that no, young, new world. Shocking. Great place to live. You're in the SEC. You've had the castle. You just needed the right king. I love it. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Check out his show. Give us the hours one more time again, Jake, that you guys are live. Yep. Yep. We're 7:30 to 9 Eastern uh, every weekday. We have a Saturday special uh, that comes out each Saturday where we're, you know, making picks, our, our best picks. Uh, starting off pretty hot. I think we're 20 and 12 overall between the three okay. of us. So, yeah, you take that you take that $20, you know, underneath your parents' mattress when we're not there, and you go <laughs> listen to the show, and you put it on what I tell you to do. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Hey, what time does the Saturday special air or drop or what have you? Mm-hmm. Eight, eight in the morning, uh, eight central uh, okay. is when it drops. We actually had Brett Favre on yesterday, awesome. uh, which was super cool. Go check that one out. I mean, he talked about, uh, you know, playing the quarterback position. Would he play for Lane Kiffin or Nick Saban? Uh, and then talked about, you know, the, the game he had where his dad passed away and he just went absolutely bananas on the field uh, statistically. So, uh, no, go check it out, man. We, we're having a good time. It's football season. I mean, let, let's get it going. It's Crane and Company on YouTube, C-R-A-I-N and Company. Come check us out. That being said, Jake, I was going to say, hey, congratulations, my friend. We officially made it. The preseason is over. Talking season is mm -hmm. over. SEC football is here. And, uh, man, I, I am so pumped. I know we all are to get this thing really rocking and rolling. And this time next week, Jake, hey, we'll be talking about what happened against Georgia State, and almost more importantly, going into SEC 
play. Congratulations, Jake. We're here. Appreciate you, my friend. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Hell yeah, man. We are here. Let's do it. Take care, my friend. Thank you so much. Great stuff from Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, being flexible. Appreciate you guys being flexible with him not having uh, video today. But again, great conversation with Jake. Phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. I see you, Rebecca. Phone lines are open. Phone lines are open. The crowd anxiously awaits. Will Rebecca call in? Is today the day that Rebecca calls in and makes her glorious return? Or will it be another Rebecca-less day? <laughs> that was a little absurd. I shouldn't have made it that dramatic. Either way, phone lines are open. Breaking 70, what's going on, man? Appreciate you tuning in. John Rice says, did Becky call in yet? Not yet. Not yet. Um, Aaron says, Arkansas is going to win by 21-plus. Georgia is going to win by 21-plus. You think it's a lot of blowouts in week one. Okay. How about the Sir Big Spur news? Yeah, thank God it's over. We, we, I, I tell you this. It was either dysfunction behind closed doors or it was the greatest marketing ploy of all time. Because we became the topic of convo for like two weeks. Right? We were the topic of conversation. All just to keep the same name. So kudos to those behind closed doors, if that was the case. If we were just like, we're just trying to make South Carolina at the top of the headlines, the cock commander madness, right? If that was the end goal, I tip my cap. Well done. Well played. Very well played indeed. Hey, 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 hey. My guy. Be sure to go follow A1 Air Quality Consultants, folks. The lead pipe lock of the week is in. The lead pipe lock of the week is in. 34 to 14. I got the Gamecocks taking down Georgia State. Great stuff. Great stuff. Anyways, guys, I want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Noah Johns, ready to see you at Seawells, my guy. DGD says, thinking about switching over to Mellon. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I you know, I've had a great experience with the platform. Um, you know, we we have technical issues from time to time, but I mean, it just it happens. You know what I mean? It just happens. You know, technical issues do happen here and there. Um, so, I actually just got an email from them. Um, yeah, just got an email from them. So. Really good stuff. Veronica Lacina with the email. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. They're wide open. Phone lines. Here we go. Here we go. Call from Robbie Davis, aka uh. Kirk Street. <laughs> Robbie, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It is game day eve. It is game day. Holy crap. Eve, Good Lord. Are you, are you gonna make it? Holy you gonna make it tomorrow? Nike. Uh I I talked to my dad a, a few minutes before I called and he said we're gonna leave and head we'll be leaving and heading towards Columbia about twelve thirty to one o'clock. 
I'm just saying that you're 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 so, you're, you're going to make it though, like emotionally, like through this, you're you're going to make it. You're going to be able to get some sleep tonight, right? Oh, my goal. Listen, I'm going to do. The, I'm listen. I'm going to do this on purpose, okay? But what I'm going to do is so I don't have to like stay awake or or try to go to sleep early, but then all of a sudden just stay, like stay awake because I'm so excited. Hmm. I'm going to stay up as I'm going to stay up till about two o'clock in the morning and then go to bed <laughs> okay <laughs> uh and um my prediction is still the same 42 to 14 because i feel like if we can somehow i want to make sure i word this correctly so i don't sound stupid but i don't really mm-hmm. give a crap what somebody thinks anyway but if we if we if we turn this into a track meet and basically force Georgia State to keep up, mm-hmm. I don't think they can. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they I don't think they have the athletes for sure to keep up with us. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 110%. If we if it, like and I'm 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 being serious. I think if we turn it into a track meet, there's no way they can keep I don't think there's any, no way they can keep up. Unless they have a, sh- a horseshoe shoved up their keister somewhere. Up their keister, he says. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I'm, re- and I'm, I, I think that Beamer and this coaching staff will have them ready because, like he said, he told the players, "This is not EIU. This is Georgia State." There's a major difference between EIU and Georgia State. Georgia State has I'm pretty sure he's told them he told them Georgia State has beaten SEC schools before. Yes. They're coming in here to to basically fudge up your season opener. Yes. Okay. Do not let that happen. Don't let anybody, I don't care who it is, Georgia State, South Carolina State, Charlotte, anybody. I don't care. Don't let somebody come into our house and push us around. We're gonna. We need to be the ones doing the pushing around, Back. and prove a point from the get go that it's going to be a long ass day for the Georgia State Panthers. Gonna wish they didn't have to come to Willie B. Yeah, make them wish. Make them. Make them regret getting off the bus. Okay, make them regret getting off the bus and kick their ass. It's that simple. That simple. That's it. Turn it into a track meet because I like. And like I said, they, I don't. Th- I really, I really don't think. And no disrespect to Georgia State, but I don't think they have the athletes to keep up with. Them. And like you said, they like to run the football. You and they run the ball sixty percent of the time. You make them do what they're not comfortable with doing, and that is passing the ball on first down. Uncomfortable. And for the love of God, sack the QB when you get the chance. Hit him hard, because if you rattle the QB, he's going to make a mistake. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I I think absolutely, man. I think you're absolutely correct. Um, And I think that's where, again, you can start to see – as I mentioned before, this this ball game 
get away from Georgia State because, again, I, I think what they want to do is is shorten the game, if that makes sense. They want to run the football, mm-hmm. keep right. it out, keep it out of our hands, um, keep it away from Spencer Rattler. You know, have long, sustained, you know, five, six, seven minute drives. Um, that's how they will get this game to be a fourth quarter game. Yeah, listen, if you can stop the run on first down, get them in some third and longs. I think that's where your secondary can make big plays for you, and you can force some turnovers. And and uh, from there, man, right. you, you know, you can really pull away and make this thing maybe a blowout. So, and um, this is gonna and this and and with Georgia State. Being, running the ball 60% of the time, this is the perfect opportunity for our run defense to prove a point. Indeed. Hey, it's, it's, hey, it's a great uh, – They are better than last A great year. first ball game, great challenge. I love it, man. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm uh, Again, we just spent all preseason long talking, you know, predictions, projections, question marks. I'm just so – happy that we tomorrow you know we'll get an idea right we'll get an idea we'll start to get some answers we'll start right. to get some answers I'm so and i was going to ask you this and if you can't do it that's fine but if possible could you save me four towels and koozies yeah i, I should have you robbie you should be yeah def, and you guys definitely when you're getting out i already there did too, the but, math in my head i already know how much it's gonna be but yeah well, well i got you yeah for sure yeah I'll, i've got plenty i got plenty we, we got you we got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Go Gamecocks. To heck with Clemson. It's finally here, people. Game day is upon us. Hey, and if it ain't playing, baby, we ain't playing. Make it sway. Make life a living hell for three hours for Georgia State. I love it, Robbie. Hey, and you'll be contributing in that because you'll be in the stadium, my guy. I will be present and accounted for screaming. The legend. If you want to meet the legend, Robbie Davis, tomorrow at Seawells, that is the spot. I will be present and accounted for, and I just found out that Will from Dirty Myrtle apparently is going to be parked right next to where we're going to be. Golly. It's going to be a Daily Crow (laughs) party tomorrow at (laughs) Seawells. It's, it's going to be a damn TDC party at Seawells. I love that. It's going down in Seawells. It what is. happens in Seawells yes. stays in Seawells. <laughs> you ain't never told a lie, Robbie. You ain't never told a lie. Hey, just like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Seawells stays in Seawells. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Yep. We we can't right, we now, can't do we can't do a Monday recap on on TDC about Seawells. What happens at Seawells stays at Seawells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to take we'll have to, you, know, you got to take whatever you did to your grave, basically. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, man. I will see you tomorrow. You have a great rest of your day, and uh, I will see those of you at the tailgate. I will see you tomorrow. All right. Have a great day, Chris. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Looking forward to seeing you, Robbie. Yep. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Babes and Waves. They're a crowd that hangs at Seawells during the game. Going to try to come, but worried I won't score a ticket. Uh, Babes and Waves, there's a lot of people that come through the tailgate. Yeah, I mean, it ain't like we just got like two or three people. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Brett Butler, what's up, my man? What's up, Brett? Yes, sir. Dude, I, I'm telling you. Last football season last year, was a lot of fun. Really cool. 
the uh, the crowds were incredible. I'm telling you, man, I think this year is going to be just a whole different level. I, I really, really do. Um, man, I, and I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Seawells is going to be rocking tomorrow. Seawells is going to be rocking. Um, Jonathan Bowers says, South Carolina 35, Georgia State 24. Okay. Lynn Turner, you should try to get Anthony Wright on sometime to talk about the quarterback situation. Uh, I've actually had A1 on the show. Really great dude. Really great dude. Connor McCormish, are you surprised that we are sold out? When I say I'm surprised, I'm not saying because I doubt Gamecock Nation. I'm more so surprised because just, you know, it's just the day and age and sellouts don't happen all the time. So, dude, I, I'm thrilled, though. I'm thrilled that it's a sellout. Uh, here's a good question, by the way. 12 Christmases, are you planning to go live tomorrow at any point? Like this? No. Maybe like a morning Twitter spaces. Maybe, maybe. But guys, I've just, as much as I love the thought of a pregame show, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong, because I value you guys' feedback very, very much. You know, I, I, I love the idea of a pregame and a postgame show, right? But what I found last year when I did a pregame show at Jay's Corner, it was a blast. I had a great time, right? And that was like a dream of mine to do a pregame show like that. So we accomplished it. But what I found last year was that, guys, we spend 10 hours. Think about it. We're live for 10 hours a week on the Daily Crunch. We drop three podcasts. We make content every single day around the game cards. So by the time we get to Saturday, what's left? Like, what is there to say? Like, even today's TDC is more of just a celebration that tomorrow is the game, right? I'm down to, like, I almost feel like we've just reached a point where nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it anymore. It's like, we're just ready for the game. Like, we're just ready to, again, get answers to our questions, right? So, you know, I, I, I've thought about it. I think there's definitely... I think there's definitely an opportunity for a post-game show because a lot of people want to call in and voice their opinions and and either celebrate or vent or whatever it might be. But, yeah, definitely a pre-game show. And my guy, shout out Taylor Dively's tuned in. What's up, Dively? I saw your comment about uh, App State over UNC. Cox by 28. Love that. But he says, pre-game show sounds good on paper, hard to do in practice, find it more fun, have fun and vibe, not worry about production. Value. Exactly. Yeah, because Taylor, at that point, you know, we had the idea of, you know, we'll bring the speaker out there and kind of do a Q&A at some point, like I've done on my, like we did on the tour at the Carolina Alehouse stop. But it's like, dude, everybody's just trying to party and have a good time. You know, no, no, nobody's coming to the tailgate and be like, all right, go, you know, let's do a podcast right here. Like, let's go live for 30 minutes. It's like, bro, we've spent the entire week doing that. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I'm trying to have self-awareness in regards to that because, you know, we, we were thinking about doing that. And I just sat there and I was like, dude, Nobody's coming to the tailgate to sit down. Let's let's do a live podcast. Like, you know, we, we can just have conversation. We can have commentary. We can have banter. I think there's, yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. My guy, uh, John, says pregame show and Seawells will not end well. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot more value to just spend that time selling merch, having just casual conversation with folks, and, and just enjoying the day. You know what I mean? Just enjoy Seawells. Enjoy everything the tailgate has to offer. You know what I'm saying? Just, 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 hey, 
We break it down all week. We break it down all week. Tomorrow's the reward. As I've said before, tomorrow's the reward. Tomorrow is the time to enjoy it. Here we go. Luke RJ, what's up, my guy? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How you doing? I am doing well, my friend. I appreciate you asking. Uh, what's going on? Uh, I want to kind of talk about two things from the offense and two things that I hope uh, I want to see on the on the offense. Yes, sir. And then I'll let you I'll let you talk about the first two things. Okay. So um, on the offense, on the offense, I would like to see that like long, long drives, long sustained drives where we just line up our offenses out there and they they can't stop. Like, um, you know, just you know, in that EIU game last year, we had a we had a short field um, a lot of times, and I know that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good you want short fields you know, because it helps you – it makes it easier on the offense. But, you know, like, like say if we get backed up like on the 90 – or on the five-yard line and we can just go 95 yards on on Georgia State, that would be nice to see, like, long, sustained drives. And the other thing I'd like to see is uh, Rattler scrambling with his legs and getting the first down like Connor Shaw used to do all the time. It may not be – exactly like Connor Shaw, but I'd like to see him scramble and get the first, you know, or like, you know, um, how Joyner did a little bit in the in the bowl game. Yeah, I am curious to see Rattler's mobility uh, tomorrow night. I mean, just taking away from what I saw at Oklahoma and in the spring game, I think he is a guy that likes to run. And not necessarily the point where, like, he's a run-first quarterback, obviously, but I think he is comfortable running the football. Um, and that's something that we really haven't factored into his game this year and how he'll fare and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you, you got to be able to do it as a quarterback, right? I mean, I, I know we all saw Zeb Nolan last year and the way he was limited. And, you know, we've all seen Colin Hill and the way he was limited. But, like, in this day and age of defenses where the ends are so athletic, the tackles are so athletic, just defenses as a whole are so athletic. I mean, you, you got to have some bit of escapability. You got to have some bit of wiggle and be able to improvise, get outside the pocket, and if nothing's there, yeah, make a positive out of it, right? Pick up four, five, six, seven yards, whatever, and and keep the ch- – as you say, right, keep the chains moving. That's what Connor Shaw did so well. Um, that's what he did so well, right? We hit a third and seven, he'd run for eight yards. And, and it would just – it was backbreaking for a defense. So, I, I don't expect Rattler's going to run anything like Connor Shaw did, but it will be interesting to see – uh, just, just how much, how willing he is to take off, you will, if the play breaks down. Um, in regards to, you know, you saying, you know, going 95 yards, I get the sentiment. I mean, obviously, I, I'd love to not have to start a drive on the five-yard line, but I understand where you're coming from in the sense of you just like to see this offense put together a drive, you know what I mean, from start to finish and be productive and be efficient and all that good stuff. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe you do get pinned back. I, I don't know. It's hard to predict. Uh, it's hard to predict it necessarily, but. Um, yeah, all, all eyes are on the offense. Bottom line, all eyes are on the offense. What's the offense going to look like? You know, I, I, I've been talking about this preseason. You know, we don't just we just don't talk about the defense as much for whatever reason. But the reason is this: the defense wasn't a problem last year. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. You couldn't stop the run. It needs to improve in that area. But overall, the defense, you know, 
They they massively overachieved, right, to what the preseason expectation was. They kept you in football games. They won some football games for you. It was the offense that was the issue, finishing 116th nationally, right? There's no way to slice it. That just ain't good enough. So all eyes are on this offense, what they're going to look like. Um, you know, and again, I'm just I'm excited to finally get the answers to our questions, or at least start to get the answers, right? So um, I, I do think Rattler will play well tomorrow night. Somebody asked me earlier about, you know, what's a stat line prediction. It's just, it's really hard to give those, you know what I mean? Because you just don't know, right? But uh, I think he'll play well. I think Rattler's going to have a solid season. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman or be an All-American, but I think he's going to have a good season for South Carolina. But, uh, you know, again, big, biggest thing I'm looking for from the offensive side, again, offensive line getting a push. Um, efficiency, as Beamer spoke on Tuesday, efficiency. I, I just want to see a football team look like they've got a game plan execute the game plan, right? Don't have any stupid procedure things going on, stupid penalties, whatever. If you do that, if you do that, take care of the football, you do that, you've got better players in Georgia State. You're going to beat Georgia State, obviously. So, um, But also some explosion from the offense, right? I mean, you added all these pieces, and I mean, even if you scored like 31 or 35 points, right, if it's like really boring and, you know, Georgia State's just kind of giving you the game, right? Like, Again, I've talked about it so many times. The way you win. The way you win. Let's see some explosion. Let's see this team stretch the ball down or go down the field, stretch the field a bit. Now you've got the quarterback. Now you got some weapons on the outside. Um, so, I, I, you know, we're, all eyes are on this offense for sure. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to say is hopefully we don't go three and out. Like, yeah. yeah. At all. Yeah, I mean, Not again, you, you'd, like to, you'd like to sustain drives. Now – Will we go three and out once? I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not even going to say it's a guarantee we'll go three and out because, hey, teams with really good offenses have games where, hell, they score on every possession, right? And if we get, you know, I, I don't know. I'm throwing out a number. If we get nine possessions tomorrow, I'm not saying we're going to score seven touchdowns, obviously, but it, it'd be nice to score, you know, uh, I don't know, five touchdowns and, hell, four field goals, right? I mean, that, that, that'd be ideal, but, I mean, you know, you'd like to score. I mean, I think the mentality, and I'm sure this is what it is in the building, but the mentality is, hey, every time we get it, we're going to score. Every time. We're going to score every time. We we are going to – hey, Luke RJ, you know what Lou Holtz used to say? Just end every possession in a kick. You end every possession in a yeah. kick, that's a success, right? Even if it is a punt. We don't like punts, obviously, but as long as you're not turning the football over, because either you're punting, you're kicking a field goal, or you're kicking an extra point. You end every possession in a kick, that's a success, right? But obviously you want more – field goals and touchdowns and the punch. But you understand what I'm saying. So, yeah, man, just overall yeah. productivity from the offense. I also, though, though warn Gamecock Nation, if Carolina goes three and out in the first series, it's not time to call for Marcus Satterfield's head because it could happen, right? It could yeah. happen. Either way, though. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I yeah. say that, so, uh, I say that, and it's going to fall on deaf ears because I know I'm going to be on Twitter. Fire sad, get him out. You know, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. So. Yeah, so that, that Hardy's promotion, it's just a one free biscuit, you know. But they said uh, 350 yards if we go over that as total as an offense. I'd like to think – free biscuit. I'd but like to think folks will be eating free biscuits. I'd like to think so. Yeah, so it's in the Orangeburg and Columbia area, Hardy's. So. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we don't if we don't go over 350 yards, then we might – it might be a struggle to win – the game tomorrow so 
Oh, for you sure. Know, I would there, think that. I would think that. I don't think there's anybody out there that would say if we don't go over 350 that it would it would be a successful week one. You know what I mean? Like even even if the score is what we want, you know, you'd like to think this football team. Because again, we look at Georgia State, right? I look at Georgia State. Stopping the run is what I most want to see, and I don't even want to say concerned about, but I'm just intrigued to see how we match up against it. We should be able to move the football a lot against Georgia State. Like, their defense wasn't good last year, right? Their defense wasn't – I'm just looking at the statistics right now. Defensively, I mean, they gave up 27 points per game, 76 nationally. They gave up 141 yards per game, 47th nationally. They gave up 261 yards per game, Luke R.J., through the air. 109th nationally. 403 yards per game, 83rd nationally. Again, these are all last year, so things can change. But they lose uh, four starters from that group. They got a brand new defensive line. All three of their guys were not starters last year, right? All three of their line, or excuse me, they play yeah. they play a three four. So three of their four linebackers are back. They got their safety Antavius Lane back, which I've listed as one of my key matchups. Rattler against Lane because Lane was the guy last year, five interceptions. But again, I read all those statistics off. We should be able to move the football, right? I mean, this shouldn't be a game where we're struggling to, you know, we we should be able to move the ball. So, yeah, so. Uh, the two things that hopefully we don't see a whole lot that uh, is throwing sh- short of the first down. Like if we need, you know, six or seven and we throw like a little underneath route, you know, those are those are the worst. Just you scratch your head and like, why would you run any route, you know, in front of the first down marker anyways if mm-hmm. on like a third down like that? And that happens sometimes. And, you know, there's examples of when you need to do that, I guess, but. And then, you know, I've talked about this a couple of times, is like not running a play action every single time you want to pass the ball, you know, or or fake the run every single time you want to pass. I mean, just line up and 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 throw it. You don't, you know, because last year the 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 defense would be in the backfield before the quarterback would turn around and be able to look downfield, you know. So maybe some quick passes or or you know, stuff like that. Those are the two things that hopefully we don't see a lot of. Yeah, I, I Luke RJ, I'm, I was sitting here thinking, I just, I cannot wait to, because uh, I, I don't, you didn't really call in last season, right? Did you call, You? I know you commented, you didn't yeah. call in last, did you call it? But you weren't like a consistent. Yeah, I called in like seven but, times. Did you really? I, I, why do I not recall Yeah, that? go back, I've, Right, yeah, Luke RJ, I, I can like seven times last I, I can tell you what I'm not doing is going back to those shows and trying to find those calls. Anyway, I, I was just thinking. I, no, I, was, just, I was saying. I was saying. I did. I was saying. I oh, word, word. word. I, I was just thinking though. Like I, I, I am very excited to hear like your feedback after the weekend on the offense, and because uh, I, I feel like you have, which this is this is fine. I mean, I, I commit, but you have very specific things you are looking for and the way you want this offense to look. So, uh, hey, listen, I, I hope they uh, I hope they do everything you want them to do. Because I, I know what you want them to do. You want them to score a lot of points. You don't really give a damn. But specific things you, you want to see. And, yeah, I mean, listen, hopefully uh, this team – I mean, the stage is set, right? Hopefully these boys are ready to go put on a show. 
Well, yeah, Chris. I mean, there's there's things that a successful offense does, and there's things that a successful offense mm. doesn't do. And you know, if if they're doing those things where they're not converting or they're not, you know, moving the chains, then there's examples of why they didn't. You know, it was either stolen short of the first, or you know, or I don't know. I mean, you just have to wait and see what you see, and then explain why you know why it didn't work. But you know, um, but I'm excited. I know you're excited. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody's excited, and I'm glad it's a sold, sold out game. You know, would you think you think it'll be just slam packed and no NPCs? I know it's sold out, but like way with ticket sales and all. Yeah, that I mean, stuff, I, I think, think we'll um, you know maybe at the top corner of the upper deck. You but but you have to also think like people stand in the turnstiles, so not everybody wants to sit in those seats. But I mean, listen, if it's a sellout, man, it ought to be packed. I mean, it ought. It ought to be slam packed, you know what I mean? So I don't think they would just fabricate it being a sellout. So I, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great crowd, and um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily predicting a sellout, but I thought it was going to be a great crowd, and, and certainly we're going to get that. So it, it it's going to be, it, it's going to be a magical day. I, you know, I, I'm trying not to like over exaggerate, right? Because you know, you you have all, and that's why I'm so ready to get it going because you have all this hype and excitement, and that's. You know, of course, if you if you listen to the pod today, that's one of the things I talked about in my storylines. The final one is that it all comes to a head, right? And the the great and also what 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 this is what makes it so great, right? Is that the 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 victory and the defeat is felt so hard, right? Like last night, I was watching Penn State Purdue, right? And then Purdue people, they won nine games last year. They were all fired up for the season, right? And they'll probably have a good year, but they were all fired up for the season. They th- they did a blackout. They got Penn State coming in, and they had victory in their grasp yeah. and just got heartbroken, heartbroken. I yeah. say all that to just Drew say, I don't, right, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow night, obviously, but just like, College football has a way. It sobers you very quickly. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it can sober you up very, very quickly, right? Like if, it, whatever. Th- things don't always go according to plan. But with that being said, dude, yeah, I mean, from the fan side, what we can control, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so fired up, so excited to just be out at the tailgates and be hanging out with a bunch of great Gamecocks and, and counting down the seconds to kick. And do you know what I'm excited for Luke Archie? I, I think I talked about this yesterday. I'm just excited to wake up early tomorrow morning, be sitting on the porch, drinking my morning coffee and just know that there's a game tonight. You know what I mean? Like just, just to yeah. know there's a game to know that and c- cut on college game day. Like it's here. It's here. The, the, the work has been completed. The work is done. Yeah. You know, from my side, the team side, but like to know, like the work is done. As I've said a thousand times, game day is the reward for us all. You know, we have so patiently, anxiously waited, and now we finally get to see it. Again, I, I've talked about why does football move the needle to the degree that it does? Because, you know, I'm a huge baseball guy and I like basketball, but I'm like, well, you know, why is it so much different? It's the scarcity. It just really is the scarcity. There's no other sport that you spend so much time looking forward to it and breaking it down. And it's like, I I, I would tell you, I would tell everyone, just really, truly savor it. Because as we know, it goes by that quick, right? So really just take a moment tomorrow, every single game day, every day, really, 
just take a moment though to soak it in you know embrace the present moment embrace every saturday we get together because there's not that many right there's really when you think about it there's not that many hell there's only seven home games so i i am i am looking forward to the next 23 minutes of this show i'm looking forward to preparing for my travels down to columbia i am looking forward to getting to columbia picking up more towels for tomorrow. I'm looking forward to everything this day has to offer. The Gamecock Bourbon Cox by 90 event. Seeing the Carolina band, that'll fire me up. Going to the soccer game tonight to watch us beat Clemson's ass. Hanging out tonight, probably will smoke a cigar just to, just to put a close to the preseason officially and then, you know, waking up tomorrow and soaking it all in, man. So I, I'm, I'm so excited. And yeah, how can you not be? I think if you're a Gamecock fan right now and you're not pumped up, you just don't have a pulse. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. There's really uh, the most important game tomorrow. Is, yeah, uh, is South Carolina. Yeah, talk. Listen, talking yeah, seasons over. Other games on. Yeah, yeah. There may be there may be other games on, but you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I, it's just you know I, I just don't. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just, yeah, I, I was just no. I was just. I don't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say. I mean, I, I feel conflicted because you know today's podcast, obviously full preview, and I highly suggest everybody check it out. And you know, key matchups, keys the game, all that good stuff. Go check it out. But I'm like, I, I feel like I'm at the point. My brain is too. All right, we're done talking about it. It's just time to enjoy it and go watch it. You know what I mean? So not to say that I won't, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just like, all right, it is time to start talking about ball that is actually happening on the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. And it, and it feels good to say that because we finally made it. Yeah. All right, Chris. Luke RJ, I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. It, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm, yeah. I am looking forward to, and I say this to you and everybody else in the Big Cock Club, I'm looking forward to communicating with you all uh, throughout tomorrow, tomorrow night, in the Discord. Really, really excited. Really exciting stuff. So, I appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. See you. Yeah, man. Take care. Great call, great stuff from Luke RJ. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. Uh, we didn't get a 115 break in, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into a break. David Barnes, Seawells, you could light up a stogie and Seawells, my guy. I might, I might have to bring the Panther Pack. That might be a thing. Panther Pack, why not? We'll do it. We'll do it. Panther Pack smoked out at Seawells. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and jump into our final break, guys. I want to continue to hear from you more. Your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crime. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow, taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Guys, I'll just say this as a little teaser. Uh, the final five minutes of the show, so in 10 minutes, got something special for you. Not a huge deal. I don't want to make it more than, you know, than it is, but uh, we're, we're going to have some fun last five minutes or so. Just say that. Anyways. Questions, comments, calls, guys, as we count down. It feels so good. The next time we'll talk on TDC, right? The next time we'll be talking about a game that happened. We won't be previewing anymore. We won't be breaking down anymore, right? We'll be talking a game that, about a game that happened. So, let's do this. Call from. Young Savage. Young Savage, what's up, man? How are you? Nothing much, man. I've been fantastic. 
how was your how was your summer? It was great. It was great, man. Just uh, staying busy, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, really happy kickoff is back. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I want to say something wrong to you. Um, I just I really want to apologize that I shut down your podcast by but months ago. So um, I got to make you this yesterday. And um, to be clear, I know I missed all, I miss I know I missed all the baseball seasons. I know I heard a heard some rumors about taking all the stuff, but in my in my um pressure and in my heart and my kindness that I know that Becker is a good player and I will super respect that at the end of the day. I will continue to watch him and support him just in case for my attention. So I'm waiting for the big football season tomorrow and it's about to be on. Young Savage, I appreciate that greatly, my friend. All love on this mm-hmm. side. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, I'm also looking forward to one hell of a football season, man. We're, we're going to enjoy it together for sure. Exactly, man. But at least you got to beat Georgia. So I know you're going to beat Georgia this month. So mm-hmm. you got to be prepared. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of business. Again, I've locked in 34 to 14. I, uh, yeah, I, I feel good about it overall. I think that, uh, you know, again, I, I think it could be close early, but our athletes pull away. We'll get the W. That's right. And um, to be clear, I know all the people out there who is wooing for Shane Bill and the new um, quarterback, Spencer Rattler. And I cannot wait to see him on TV tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's still one of those things where you kind of have to pinch yourself. And, you know, we've gotten pictures of Rattler at media days and we've seen him out at practice, but to actually see him, to actually see him wearing that garnet and black, man, it's, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a really, really cool night. This is, this is why I like. I like I like about him, but I see his social media and stuff, and um, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that he is a chill dude, and mm-hmm. he is he likes to uh, do some kicking football and stuff. I know he's a good kicker. I know he's gonna kick high with then out in the field, but it's gonna be like millions of people who are going to beat them and all the stuff that I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's good. like I said, it's gonna be a great night. It's gonna be a great night, and looking forward to it. And uh, I, and I know they, I know they updated the table. I know they updated the lights. And I, I was like, wow. I, I saw it on, I saw it on Instagram, and um, I was really kind of shocked that someone told me that they got they updated the lights and the stadium. And I'm like, okay, then. Like, wow, this, this is this is nice. But I know they don't. I know they're going to be excited for this tomorrow night. And um, I'm kind of like this one. Yeah. Now, the the, the new upgrades are going to be incredible to see. Uh, exactly. the LED lights, the, I mean, everything, the, the, mm-hmm. new, the new concourse. Yeah. It, it's just going to be a great night, man. And, and again, hopefully this football team is ready to, ready to put on a show. So that's what it'll come down to. They wait there. Um, they wait to put on the show. Like, like, well, no, they are super ready for this point. And to be honest, I'm just pumped up for, for this one. So I'm, I'm in, I'm just back on the podcast. I'm just back to give you a call. Back you back on the podcast for you and give you a call. But like today, to be where with you and giving myself up to just stay away for like a month now. So I'm just trying to be more focused on me and doing me and just focus on me and um, doing what I got to do as being, being me. For sure. Young Savage, hey, I appreciate the call, man. Calling anytime. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. Take care. 
Great stuff. Again, about 10 minutes to go. 843-790-3377. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Thank you all so much for love and support. Hey, quick reminder. Check out the podcast that dropped this morning, episode 697, a full breakdown and preview of the game tomorrow night against Georgia State. We talk top storylines, keys to the game, key matchups, and, of course, I lock in my lead pipe lock of the week brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. I do have South Carolina getting a big W. 34-14 to 14 is my final on that one. And, again, guys, what I most – Call from – The queen is back. To accept, press 1 to send a voicemail. Well, Rebecca, you made it back. What's going on? How are you? Good. Probably I could get on the phone. <laughs> What's up, Rebecca? Not much. How are everybody doing down in South Carolina? We are doing fantastic. I, I can tell you. Everybody is excited to have you call back in. The Big Cock Club Discord folks, I can't tell you how pumped up they are. Uh, writing comments right now. They, they are extremely excited. The queen is back. What's going on? Well, anyway, um, I want to say my predictions on the game. Uh, I want to say... South Carolina, 50. And Georgia State, uh, 15. 50-15. to Carolina beating Georgia State. Okay. Hey, I love that. I would love to see that happen. 50-15. to A big victory over the Panthers. That's what I would say. Yeah. Hey, listen, I I, uh, I love it. I love it. From your lips to God's ears. All right. Oh, I was going to tell you something. What's up? And I think everybody would love this. I went to the Sunday store yesterday, and I bought two T-shirts. One T-shirt was a Clemson fan, a Clemson T-shirt, mm-hmm. okay? And the other T-shirt was a Raiders T-shirt. Okay, there's a point behind this. Okay. <clears throat> when my grandfather has a brush pile mm-hmm. burning again, I'm going to have it videotaped and send it to you of me burning a Clemson uh, shirt and a Raiders T-shirt. I love that. Absolutely love that. To hell with them. Right. I want to do a – let me see. I was wanting to do a Tennessee shirt, but I don't want to piss off people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, no personal notes dad's out of prison and I'm no longer with Martin I'm with another guy named Dale and I hate to tell you he's a Tennessee Vols fan oh oh hate that mm, that's tough 
That is tough. Well, Rebecca, hey, I, I appreciate you calling in. Phone lines are blowing up, but it's great to hear from you again. And maybe we can do this again sometime soon. Well, Martin couldn't take a damn joke. Sorry yeah. for to put it that way. And he didn't know how to take a joke, what I did on him. So, yeah, well, so if sucks Martin to suck, Martin. Sucks to suck. So if Martin is listening to this, I don't give a damn. He'll be seeing his favorite team T-shirt being burned up, which is the Raiders. Because it's going to be posted on Facebook. Love that. Rebecca, love it. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you. I'm going to try to squeeze in this one last call. All right, take care. Here we go. This Call from Farm Bureau Insurance. To accept, press 1. Why? To send a voicemail, press All of that... Just to not eat. What was that? Blowing me up while I'm on the, the call with Rebecca. Farm Bureau Insurance. Who, who was that? Who was that? Uh, let's jump to a text here real quick. Let's jump to a text. Old alumni who has a play I used to use in high school that works great on offense or defense. Perfect play to get linebacker and offensive back to blitzing fast. Too many uses on offense to list here. Would love to give to head coach or other coordinator. Can that happen? I think you overestimate my power. <laughs> it's game day. Take that in, he says. Also says, just a little fun question, Chris. If we win the coin toss, do you want to see our offense deep first or defense first? Oh, offense. Let's go. Offense for sure. Zach Hardy texts in, Chris, how does this game need to go in order for all the Gamecock country to be satisfied, in your opinion? Um, all of Gamecock country? Shoot. Let's see. Call from Michael Walker. There we go. Michael, what's up, man? How are you? I'm great. I'm ready for some Gamecock football. Same here, man. I'm pumped. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, man. Excited for kickoff. Rubber duck, plastic duck, and we're going to Clemson up. Amen, brother. That's all I got to say. I want to give Matt Martin a shout out. I know he's watching the show. I'm in California right now, but I hope I'll be back for the game soon. Hey, man. Hold it down out in Cali. I appreciate you, my man. We're all excited for sure. Yes, I'll keep it short, unlike some people, but have a good one. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Take care. Great stuff. Hey, we've. Uh, I told you I had something special planned for the last five minutes. It's really not that big of a deal. Not a huge deal. But I figured since kickoff is near, I'm going to close up the phone lines, actually, because what's going to happen, I'm not going to be able to take calls, right? In the spirit of football season starting tomorrow, kickoff being here, um, you know, I, I'm a big hat guy, right? So when baseball season gets here, you rock your cap, you rock your hat, whatever your favorite baseball hat. I mean, it's only right, right, that to celebrate football season, oh, God, celebrate football season being here, we're going to do the last – three minutes or whatever minutes of the show in the helmet. So, football's here, folks. I don't even know if you can hear me. I'm ready to go in. If Coach Beamer needs an extra, I am ready to go in. Do like Garcia with the with the one chin strap down. That's the Garcia there. I'm ready for kick. Yeah, we are ready to go. So, woo! 
let's go! Just gained 100 viewers. Yes, yes. We are doing the last couple of minutes here with the helmet on. <laughs> you see, it's the TSUS helmet too. This is a legitimate though, like you could go play a game in this helmet. Like this is a legit helmet. Hey, shout out my guy, Cocky Lids, who made this helmet for us. Uh, you know, we have Luke RJ calling all the time and he wants Dak Joiner at QB2 and there's some others that want uh they you know they want they want Luke Doty at QB2 or who the What about me? I'll hey, I'm I'm a, I think I still have some eligibility coach. Somebody go tell Sat. Somebody go tell Beamer. I've got eligibility left. I even got the visor like Rattler. Yes. So Connor McCormick says he's got the screenshots. I love that. The memes. We need more memes. We need more memes. You just tell me what route you want me to run or what play you want me to run, and, and we'll do it. We'll do it. A six-star quarterback. Yes, yes, we are ready. I am ready for kickoff. Yes, indeed. So, just wanted to let you all know, make it very aware, obviously, that I'm ready for kick. So, quarterback on the BCC flag football team. There we go. Get this guy. Actually, we'll put these back on. Why not? Okay. Uh, no, Caleb, we're going to finish the show like this. I'm going to finish the show like this. Oh, man. I'm going to finish the show like There we go. I'm going to finish the show like this. Here we go. Oh, you can't grab your hat now. Grab the grab the face mask. Yeah, you are correct. Um, guys, like I said, thank you all so much for the love and support all preseason long. It's finally here, baby. Kickoff is here. Let's go. It is time to go whoop some Georgia State ass ladies and gentlemen it is time to beat the shit out of georgia state we've had our fun with the preseason banter and the talk and the predictions and the projections and all that it's time to go put toe to leather and go make it happen it's time to embark on the journey that is this 2022 football season the calm before the calm before the sand storm. It is finally here. Ladies and gents, again, if I can get the freaking chin piece right on here. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate the love. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon at Seawells. We'll see you tomorrow night at Willie B. And I'll meet you back here on Monday to celebrate a Gamecocks victory and celebrate a 1-0 start. Folks, I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Georgia State. Y'all have an incredible weekend. Fuck Clemson, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Y'all take care.